0: This letter was incited by the sighs and tears of the widowed mother for the release of her son. Howdy! You're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans. Where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkoski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. He was a pioneer, Texas ranger, lawyer, soldier, chief justice of Lavaca County, An Indian fighter. Today we're talking about John Himes Livergood, early Texan and survivor of the Mir Expedition. But first, what's your favorite Texas wine? Well, I don't really drink wine. I'm more of a beer
1: guy, but uh, if I had to pick, um, I'd probably pick the Messina Hoff uh, Winery in the College Station Bryan area of Central Texas.
0: Well, if I'm going, I'm going to say if I'm going for something elegant, uh, anything from Brennan Vineyards is really good. But if you want something fun, get something from the Dixie Wine Company because <laughs> you've got to see the labels.
2: They, they, they have the General Lee right on the label. <laughs> well, I have I recently tried a Keeper which, uh, which is a Tyler uh, winery, and it was uh, white and it was very delicious. So, recommend Keeper John Himes Livergood was born September 10, 1815
0: and was the younger of the two sons born to John Livergood and Hannah Hymes in Pennsylvania. His father was a carpenter in Columbia and was the son of Jacob Livergood, an early settler of Penn's original colony, appointed in 1781 to command a company of riflemen. John Livergood and his wife migrated to Missouri and settled on a tract of land in St. Louis County. In 1833, John died, leaving to survive him, his wife, two sons, and another infant,
2: Thomas J. Livergood. In August 1836, John Himes Livergood was commissioned as a lieutenant in the Missouri Militia. Following his service in the Militia, in July 1837, he purchased a track of 40 acres intent on making it on his own. Shortly after that, and only after discussing it with his mother but not heeding her warnings, he decided to leave for Texas. By October, he was in the Zumwalt settlement on the Lavaca, and he was prepared to face the problems of pioneer life in the newborn Republic of Texas.
1: Not long after Livergood's arrival at the settlement, he joined a company of 13 settlers in pursuit of a band of Indians who had attacked and killed another settler north of there, James Lyons, and had taken his son, Warren, captive. They pursued the Indians northward into the mountains where they struck another Indian trail going south. They took this trail and it led them nearly home. They came upon the Indians on the big brushy creek near where the city of Yocum is now located. A battle followed. The settlers lost one of their number, Jacob T. Stifler, but they killed four Indians and recovered 32 horses. No, no
0: word on poor Warren, though. <laughs> yeah, his fate maybe is lost to history. Livergood had made his home with Captain Adam Zumwalt. He had known the Zumwalts back in Missouri But uh, this settlement became his second home. And the Zumwalt settlement was part of DeWitt's colony. Now, historians reference him. If you look this guy up, Adam Zumwalt, he's referenced as Captain Black Adam Zumwalt. And there's a similar figure named Adam Zumwalt at the same time who they call Red Adam Zumwalt. Now, nobody went by this nickname. It's just historians call one black and one red so they can tell them apart in these documents they have of the Zumwalts. Maybe
2: it was the color of their hair.
0: Nope, it's just a designation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was a very strange thing about historians that you you historians out there listening are an interesting bunch. (laughs) So in the years that followed, Livergood became deeply attached to the Zumwalt family, particularly to Captain Zumwalt. One day in 1838, when he and others went to the field to fetch some melons, they encountered a small Indian raiding party, but were able to make it back to the house. On the next day, when a company of 56 took to the trail, Livergood learned how fortunate they had been, as uh, a young man named Archibald Smothers and a companion with him were killed in their camp near the Hallett Settlement. Livergood would have several more close calls with Indians over the next few years, and on one occasion, according to historians, he even bluffed his way out of this with a, an, a loaded rifle, except it wasn't actually loaded. He just pointed it at them and then ran away. Yeah.
2: Which sometimes works, I guess. Yeah. On two more occasions, Livergood had narrow escapes from the Indians as well. All the time where he was living with Zumwalt, he learned the story of the Texas Revolution, the Alamo, the butchery at Goliad, and the panic of the runaway escape from Captain Zumwalt. Zumwalt had been part of many of these incidents. From this and what was to follow, he developed a natural Texan's dislike for Mexicans. In March 1842, when General Vasquez, led his Mexican forces to capture San Antonio, Livergood was one of the first to join the militia that mobilized in San Antonio to drive them out of Texas. He and several others remained in the service of Captain Jack Hayes' spy company on the Medina River, where they maintained a watch for the Mexican invaders. After six weeks of duty, they were all furloughed and they went home until they received intelligence that the enemy had invaded again. Early in September, San Antonio had fallen again, this time to General Adrian
1: Wohl. Again, a citizen's army rallied to its defense, including a company of 43 men from the Lavaca under Captain Zumwalt. Livergood was elected one of his lieutenants, and the company served under Colonel Matthew Caldwell, who engaged the Mexican army and turned them with severe losses at Salado, which is six miles east of San Antonio. Livergood's company did well in the battle, but once it was over... The company was
0: detached from the fighting forces and was dispatched with the wounded to San Antonio. Livergood was one of the 30 men who responded in November to President Sam Houston's call for two regiments. He served in the Somerville expedition to Laredo in Captain Charles K. Reese's company. When this force then disbanded on the Rio Grande, he and several others from the Zumwalt settlement joined the March on Mir, where they were all taken prisoner. Uh, You can go back and... We'll post in the show notes a link back to our Mirror Expedition episodes that actually details all of how these men were captured and the, uh, how, they, how they suffered. Uh, it's a great episode. But Livergood was one of the lucky ones. He survived the march to Mexico City and he drew a white bean. He was in prison with the other survivors at Parodi Prison. While in prison, he sent word of his plight to Captain Zumwalt and asked that Zumwalt please send word to his mother in Missouri. Now his mother, to keep up the chain, wrote a letter to her brother, George Himes, who was in Concord, Pennsylvania, and he in turn wrote General Andrew Jackson to intercede on behalf of his nephew, saying, quote, This letter was incited by the sighs and tears of the widowed mother for the release of her son. In September of 1844, Livergood was one of the 106 men released, and by November, the survivors from the Zumwalt County were back at home.
2: Now, the fire in his blood against Mexican, was not cooled by this stint in prison. I would argue probably it should have been boiling. (laughs) (laughs) Probably heated things up. Yeah, heated things up. So, after Texas was annexed in 1845, General Zachary Taylor was dispatched with his forces to the Rio Grande in 1846. They concentrated their forces on the east side of the river, opposite of the town of Matamoras. Now, among his forces was a company of Texas Rangers commanded by colonel jack hayes once again liverwood was with him they served as scouts for captain james walker's spy company after the defeat and retreat of the texas forces under general arista at palo alto which began the mexican-american war walker's company moved out in the direction of fort brown to locate the enemy our old friend creed taylor was a member of this company And we have lots of episodes about Creed Taylor and the Sutton-Taylor feud. You can go back and listen to that episode. He met Livergood and a companion in the early morning of the day following the battle. They scouted during the night. They discovered that Arisa's army took a strong position on the Risaca de la Palma. The scouts, with their clothes literally torn to shreds and their faces and bodies covered with scratches from Crawling around among thorn bushes were a pitiful sight, but their report proved invaluable. The next day it helped General Taylor's men storm those positions and they soundly defeated Arista's army. Uh, not long after that, the regiment under Hayes was discharged and Livergood. For the time being, called it quits. After returning
1: home, Livergood learned that a new county, Lavaca, had been created out of the lands of the headwaters of the Lavaca River and the Navidad, and the county town of Petersburg had been established on the east bank of the Lavaca, not far from the Zumwaltz. Livergood, back in January 1846, had bought a tract of five acres, a part of the Adam Zumwalt headright, and its location put him close to all the county's activities. It was about this time Livergood returned to Missouri and visited with his mother and brothers. There he met and married Sarah Ann Perkins on February 25th, 1847. Sarah Ann was a native of Virginia. When they reached the Lavaca, Sarah Ann selected the site for her new home near two giant live oaks. A house raising with the neighbors gave them a comfortable log cabin that they lived in for many,
0: many years. Blessed with good seasons and a happy home, Livergood's hard labor produced good crops. He prospered and rose in stature in the settlement and in the county. On September 21st, 1850, he was elected Chief Justice of the County. His administration was a good one, but it was marred by the bitter county seat war waged by the rival settlements on the Lavaca, Petersburg, and of course Hallettsville. In the election to determine the site of the county government, Livergood was caught between the warring factions. As Chief Justice of the County, It was his own personal responsibility to certify the election results. And spoiler alert for
2: people who don't live in Lavaca County, Hallettsville won. While the people on the headwaters of the Lavaca waged their own private war over the county seat, the state of Texas had problems of its own, and the Indians and the frontier. Now, the Lavacans did put aside their feud over county seat status uh, to defend the state. In 1852, George Tankersley petitioned Governor P.H. Bell for a commission as Captain of the Rangers, the Texas Rangers. He proposed to recruit a company in Lavaca County. Tankersley had previously served on the frontier in Captain J.S. Sutton's company of Texas Rangers. There were other Lavacans, including William Smothers, who had killed the Comanche chief during the Linville battle back in, when we talked about the, the Great Comanche Raid who sought commission, as well as General Augustus Jones, another another veteran of the Mexican-American War. It was believed that another war with Mexico was going to be imminent, and this, combined with the threat of the Indians, made everybody anxious to raise a company of rangers in Lavaca County. It was Livergood, however, who
1: mustered the support of the people in the county. Most of the settlers of the county supported Livergood. The petition addressed to Governor Bell stated that there were, quote, Many young men in this county who want to enter the ranger service. It was all to no end. The legislature failed to provide for the state military organization, and Livergood, instead of bivouacking on the trail of the lawless and the Indians, tended the fires at the Twin Oaks on the Lavaca. In 1854, he returned to politics and submitted his name as justice for the Petersburg precinct in the forthcoming election. He was elected without opposition and served in that capacity for several terms. With the outbreak of the Civil War, Livergood was elected captain of Beat No. 3 Company, Lavaca County, Texas State Troops. The Lone Star Guards, as the county unit was called, were commanded by Major J.F. Spears. In 1863, while he still commanded the company, Livergood enlisted as a private in Spears' company for six months. On September 25, 1863, he enlisted for another six months in Company D of the same regiment, and trained at Camp Terry in Jackson County. And while he served uh, in all these different uh, ranger companies and and such, um, he never actually saw any uh,
0: battle um, on the borders. There was little change for the Livergoods after the war. John Himes Livergood would die on October 3, 1893. His slaves, Jim and Evelyn, were freed following the Civil War, but they remained on the Livergood land and helped to cultivate the fields and shared in the harvest. Thirteen children were born to John and Sarah, and while many scattered to the far corners of the country, the land remained in the hands of a Livergood. If you visit Hallettsville, the Mossy Grove Methodist Church is still there, and this was organized in 1855 by Livergood and his wife as two of its charter members. It's not far from the family land. They worshiped there for many years. In a cemetery plot adjacent to the church, the Livergoods have buried their dead, and among them you can find the grave even today. Of John Himes Livergood,
2: so this is a good story of a just another forgotten Texan. Um, he was pretty important in his time, um, but he was not—he was not a main character. He was—he was a side character, but he had some very interesting adventures, and you know, he was another witness to history. Yep, and he, of course, crossed paths with our old friend Creed Taylor. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting how many of our previous episodes this this episode kind of covers it. It covers the Mirror Expedition, it covers Creed Taylor, it covers the the Great Raid, it covers the Texas and the Civil War. So really interesting how things just sort of intersect with each other.
0: So I found this story about a year ago. Um, We're not super active with it, but we have a Reddit account, Texas Podcast. And I was looking around on the Texas History Forums, and H Beth 2010 had written, so she was looking for possible relatives of John Himes Livergood was my fifth great-grandfather, and she was hoping to find relatives or anybody else that was sort of related to that. And I said, well, that that looks like an interesting fellow. So I did some digging around at the Texas A&M archives, and that's where I came across uh, this some articles that was from a 1967 book about the residents of Lavaca County. And I was able to take that, and that's where the bulk of this story came from. But it was really interesting when I found it because... This guy, like you said, Sean, touches so many aspects of these stories we've uncovered uh, and just
2: thought it was a really neat sort of story. Yeah. And so there's an interesting part about, uh, we talked about their slaves, Jim and Evelyn, and they were freed following the Civil War. Well, the interesting story about Jim and Evelyn is Evelyn was a gift to Sarah from her father when they were married. And Evelyn had a sweetheart named Jim, who was another slave. And John Himes Livergood, he Raised the money and saved up the money to to buy Jim so that he wouldn't be separated from Evelyn and Evelyn. He and Evelyn were married as well, um, and you know, on the surface, yes, we we agree slavery was wrong. It was it, it's it's an it's an absolute moral wrong. However, for the time, that's pretty high on the benevolent scale for slave owners at the time. It's a pretty progressive attitude towards them and by all accounts it seems like they had a a it was not as much of a master-slave relationship as 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 a lot of other situations were and that's why jim and evelyn stayed with the family and and stayed on the land and helped them after the the they were freed so it is it's just an interesting story interesting characterizations of of this person now he sure didn't like the mexicans but um (laughs) well so, <laughs> he, yeah well he ended up in
0: as part of the mirror exhibition so i mean talk yeah. about an interesting piece of history and uh the zoom waltz who he was associated with i mean this guy talk about interesting. you know he was friends with jack hayes like that's that's pretty incredible and go back and check out our texas rangers episode on that one
2: yeah oh and then his uncle wrote a letter to andrew jackson who was the former president at that point yeah. saying do something about my boy my my, my sister's boy <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know that's really great. So it's a cool, it's a cool little story. And Hallsville is, you know, you, is is not that far off the map. So it's a beautiful little town in uh, South Texas.
1: You know, like I said, it's it's a really Livergood's got a really interesting story in the sense that it, it spans and weaves through a lot of other more prominent uh, historical things that have happened. Um, you know, he was he was never. It was rarely, you know, high on the list of important people in any particular event, but he, uh, you know, he was there for a lot of
0: it. So, cool guy. Yep. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave us some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. Why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java.
2: I'm Max Sean with two N's.
0: And I'm Scotticus. If you like this show, then you've got one job to do this week. Get out there and tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell anyone you meet. And tell them to get online and leave a review on iTunes. And listen to this show. Because that helps us out to find listeners just like you. And if you want to support this show financially please visit our page at patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you too can become a come and take it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.